one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Hello everyone, welcome to the show, it's me, it's your old pal, old Wilson, hope you're doing alright, hope you're doing well, we're back at it, doing this again, I love doing this and you love listening, thank you to everybody who sent me, sent us lovely messages and all the back and forth that we get after each episode, I really appreciate it, we, honestly it really, this is why we do it, it makes it, it makes it worth doing, if, you know, if you're there listening, it's all worth us punting it out, we love doing these, it's it's great, so thank you to everybody, um, thank you uh, to our wonderful patrons as well for all that you do, really appreciate that, if you do uh, want to become a patron, uh, just visit our internal membrane Patreon page and uh, click on the link and it's all there right in front of you. Uh, I still know I've still got there's a couple of pages I need to talk to that I'm going to get on the show I haven't forgotten I'm going to do it I'm going to get them on uh, and if you do want to have a chat with me if you're a patron and you want to have a chat drop me a line and uh, and we'll record something we'll have a chat it'd be nice to chat to you see uh, see all the people that are helping us keep the lights on speaking of keeping the lights on a word about our wonderful sponsors the Save Our Souls boys Mark and Stacey doing beautiful things they love those boys I really do alright having worked with them during the, the, I think it was the, yeah, the, the, the first sort of lockdown. They're such wonderful lads, and they took me under their wing and they, they sorted me out, and uh, and they're so great. And now they sponsor the podcast. And with that in mind, if you go to their their uh, website, sosclothing.co.uk forward slash membrane, um, and then if you use the promo code uh, membrane you will get 15% off not just our merch which is like t-shirts and hoods uh, with him saying the membrane emblazoned down the front you will also get 15% off everything on their on their website they're across the entire store so what's not to love about that it's all ethically sourced it's brilliant I wear their stuff all the time I'm wearing it now as I say as I speak to you now I'm wearing SOS clothing uh, and it's brilliant because it, 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 t-shirts are a weird one there's some some brands that wear certain t-shirts that, that use certain t-shirts that don't fit or don't feel right they're a bit thick or whatever but they but these lads have found something brilliant these t-shirts are ethically sourced uh, the, the ink is vegan friendly they're good lads doing good things I enjoy wearing their stuff it makes me feel cool and you will too and I'm not just saying that so go to the website use the promo code membrane get 15% off the entire store including our uh, merch so do that that'd be fantastic thank you boys for helping us keep them going um, also remember that we're planning more live events including some free ones uh, coming up yeah, in, in the near future 
So with that in mind, for priority access to live stream and in real life tickets, pop your email address into our mailing list now at darkhorsedigital.co.uk and then you'll be the first in line for when we start our, our, ne our next season of uh, shows, our, our comedy shows and, and whatever else we're going to be doing. We do a lot of things, there's a lot of things happening in the future. So do that for us, that'd be great. Thank you very much. So, here we are. We're doing it, we're doing the episode. And this week, I was joined by the brilliant comedian, Abigail Shaman and her wonderful partner, Tom Watts. And it was a really interesting chat. We've not had a couple on before. And this was the first time, like, finding out about people, like, finding out how couples, um, have been have been through the lockdowns and how they've dealt with it how you know because it's been t it is tough of course it's tough when you're when you're with all the, the love in the world it, it you know that it, it, you're both individual human beings and you both deal with things in different ways and sometimes that rubs up against each other and you have to try and really fight hard in order to come out the other side as a still as a strong a strong functioning partnership and I, and the, when I spoke to Abaglia and Tom it, it was such a, a, a uh, again, an enlightening conversation. Really opened my eyes. Really, really made me realise a few some some things about past relationships I've been in. And I, it was a real joy to talk to them. They were so again, they were really open and honest about stuff. There's been some incredible changes in their relationship. Uh, I won't give too much away now. You'll hear it in the episode. Um, really, like the the journey that Tom has been on has been incredible, and and the support that Abaglia has, has given him. Is, is just it's just beautiful it really it really it's a sensational episode and you're going to love it, it, it they, they really are two wonderful human beings it's been a, it's, a, it's been an honor to have them on so without without further ado let's get on with it so coming up in a minute is abaglia shaman and tom watts hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. We listened to your podcast on the way to Latitude because it was like, oh, Tom, we're doing this podcast. Let's have a listen. Mm. And I got to tell you, Rich, first of all, I mean, I've always known you have a great speaking voice, but oh my God, you are <laughs> built for radio. It's sexy. Thank you. And like, she'd actually say that. Yeah. I was like, look at this. Oh, and, um, <laughs> and, uh, 
like I'm so used to going on friends podcasts that are like, all right, guys, here we are. And oh, you're yeah. just so chill. And it really makes people open up because it, it really does feel like a conversation as opposed to a performative conversation. Well, I think it's exactly. interesting. I mean, like you know, by drag, I'm kind of I'm gender non interested. So I don't know if I call myself oh, like, wow, non-binary, yeah. but like I just I'm just not that interested in gender. But I think but that's how it should be. We should. Yeah, being. I mean, that's, that's, it's quite frustrating it's on the internet. Like you see it, like you know, someone asks a question and just get jumped on. Mm. But it's like for me, the intent is important. So yes. like you're obviously learning, and you you know, say so, you know, it can be clunky, and it's like well, it doesn't matter if you're clunky. The intent. The intention is what matters. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not, you don't need to police the language if it's wrong. It's the intention behind it, which I think, yeah. just from my point of view, yeah. that's... No, you're you know, right. I, I think Absolutely. that's really... What you're doing is brilliant. Oh, I'm glad you... Oh, thank you. Yeah. How have you guys found the lockdown together? Have you found it tricky? Has it been... Has it been all right? Uh, well, recently, uh, I went to America for three weeks by myself to see my family. Mm. And then when I got home, Tom went down to Cornwall to hang out with his aunt and uncle for two weeks. So we yeah. each had a couple of weeks away from each other. And that might have been the best thing we've done for each other <laughs> <laughs> since 2019. Yeah. Um, it's been... Yeah. It's been our our journey through this whole thing has been a lot. We've actually moved around quite a bit. I mean, the whole experience has been so completely fucked. Yeah, it's sort mm. of like we've we've stayed. You know, it's been tricky at times because you're living on top of each other for a year. Yeah, yeah, but it's been it's and, been okay. And as I told you uh, in our email, Tom, is it okay if we go into this already? Sure. Okay. So Tom lost his mother the mm. night lockdown was announced and wow. then lost his father like six months later. And almost to the day. Almost like one, to the day. <laughs> one day short yeah, of I'm like, so sorry to hear that, man. And yeah. They both died of um, sarcomas, which are cancerous tuners. Okay. But wow. Like, yeah. Unrelated to each other, but it's just, yeah, my mom got sick and died quite quickly. And then my dad got sick and died quite quickly. So that was... Yeah. So first lockdown was spent with my family in Cornwall and they've got quite a big house with some land. Mm. So we all went down there, which was, it was actually really nice. Like just three months. Yeah. From it all, um, with family and stuff. And then when that finished, we moved into this new house and then my dad got sick. So then we were sort of traveling and he was in Spain. So then he flew back to stay with his sister uh, just outside of Reading. So like the lockdown was like a lot of, sick then dead parents and traveling around and mm. like sort of yeah so it was weird for yeah. quite a while like we didn't it's only kind of this year during lockdown that it's actually kind of been anywhere what i ex suspect is a, yeah. a regular lockdown experience because mm. it was just so when everything crazy. locked down around november december again that was our first time in a lockdown where we were in london in one flat together mm. it's uh, like with all the tragedy that we've had because like tom said we went down to cornwall to stay with his mom's side of the family to kind of grieve and then when peter was sick we spent a lot of time going back and forth <laughs> it sounds crazy Camping in an attic in we, we, we stayed in the <laughs> attic in the garage because everything obviously like you know we're not supposed yeah. to be in each other's houses so tom and i full-on camped out 
in the garage. But what's interesting to me about that is like, I mean, obviously we would rather have his parents here, mm. but because it happened during lockdown, we had time okay, with his yeah. family and we had time with his father which if like because tom and i run all over the place when the world is turned on because i'm a stand-up comedian as as you know mm -hmm. for the listeners i'm a road comic so i'm gone about half the week tom is shooting videos and films till all hours of the day and night and like we were already stopped so we could focus on his family and it wasn't like Oh, when are we going to go see Peter? Because Tom has a shoot on Monday and Tuesday and I'm going to be in Basingstoke on blah, 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 blah. You know, it was just yeah. like we could really focus. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or or, or made yeah. it more challenging, but. I know, because like when my mum got ill, I just, I cancelled some work anyway, just to spend some time, mm. which I think was one of the best decisions I ever made. Like there was a couple of weeks and had a job coming up and I didn't, we didn't realise how ill she was and it was. Mm like significant pay for it as well but I just yeah. in the end i was just like i just whatever there'll be others and then spend yeah, yeah, like yeah. two weeks with her and then it's like okay that's wow was yeah quite a special two weeks so of I, course, I, guess we, yeah. I mean we would have made time but it's just the only other thing is because we were in lockdown and there was nothing to do it became kind of like a bit of like a hyper focus yeah it didn't like, become it was just our entire i mean obviously it's your parents real and stuff so it's that anyway, but it's just very, very intense because there's mm. no distraction or escape from it. So it's just yeah. a very intense year of just mm. quite a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're both trying to cope with it in our own ways. And I personally like tried to go into caretaker mode. Like I'm from the Midwest. When someone dies, you cook. That's what you do. Oh, yeah. You make casseroles, you make stuff in the crock pot, you cook. And I, I think I got to a point where I was in such a caretaker mode towards Tom, I became a, an issue. Because <laughs> then I'm just like, I'm like, do you need anything? Do you want anything? Should I do some shopping? I've made a food list for the week. Is there anything you do or don't want on this list? I can do that. Do you need more? I can cook. I can cook anything yeah, yeah. you want me to cook. And he's just like, I just need you to like leave me alone i'm like but i have a system i made a system so you don't have to think about anything but i just need to check in every hour that you're happy with my system to keep you happy so you don't have to do anything except for approve everything that i've decided yeah 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 and you're like can you, can you just go and stand over there for a minute i just <laughs> yeah. need you to go and do that you know it's, it's that's the thing you, you, of course you do you you go all out to give a shit and, and make sure that that person that you love and, and cherish is as comfortable as possible but yeah yeah, sometimes it just needs that. I just need a minute just to, and there's things well, like being, you know, you love your partner and that, but you're not supposed to be together 24 seven. It's just not natural. And anyone, any couple that are like that, <laughs> you know, it's not natural, is it? It's, it's just not, so nice to hear. I feel like nice. everyone has been feeling that who's in a long-term relationship yeah. during this pandemic, but so few people are going, this isn't natural. We're it's not, not natural. It's not natural. You're supposed to go away and do things because you're individual human beings. Yeah. You go off and you do your things and then you come back and then you go, oh, what was your day? Oh, it was amazing. I did this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I did this. Blah, blah, blah. And you've got things to talk about. But if you're just with each other all the time, it's, it's just, you know, we're sociable creatures. We're meant to socialize with other people. That's why this, this, why this, this pandemic has been so tricky for everybody because we had those choices taken away. Even if you're not one to go to the pub all the time, the choice was taken away to 
go and do something else. Two, you know, you we were all locked in together. And with the best one in the world, you're like, I love you. But if you if you put your shoes on like that again, just one more time, <laughs> just once, I'm gonna throw them out the window. You just you start focusing on the thing. It's just because your brain's going, no, 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 I need something else. I need to You've met couples that are that are all to, together all the time. They're yeah. mad. They're not. They're not <laughs> right, are they? No. They're, they're like Christians. They're just smiling. Like, yeah. You're like, no, nah, something's up here. They yeah. have a joint Can't Facebook. Trust Can't trust them. Yeah, joint Can't Facebook trust them. account is it's tricky. They're yeah, tricky. I mean that's what works so well about us. Like, is that we're like we're perfectly happy to give each other space. And yeah. We both need it, but it's sort of like you said, like that's been taken away in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. Like, I feel like because our relationship from the very beginning, uh, because of our jobs and specifically mine, I'm gone half the week. Yeah. You know, like you, you, Rich, like we've built our entire relationship on the fact that I am gone half the week. Like, we don't even live in the same house half the week. And whenever we've had big opportunities to go abroad and, and perform or Tom, uh, shot a film in Jamaica once it wasn't even a question of like oh we'll be far away from each other it was like good for you I'll see you in like three months and we'll talk <laughs> on the phone and it'll be cool like we're more comfortable that did get excessive but like when you're in Australia yeah like that was mm. insane but like that that did get excessive but we we've been we're definitely a couple who've been more comfortable with the idea of like being apart and coming back together than just like I've never considered this an option of just like a year hmm. of seeing each other every day. It sounds horrible, but <laughs> no, no but it's true. It's, 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 but this is how it should be. People should be more honest. It, it, it helps the relationship to go. I love you, but I can't be with you all the time. I need to do things, you know. And that's that's why you were attracted to each other in the first place. You were both doing things, you know. You didn't really. You probably didn't need each other. You were like, I've got my life. You've got your life. But I want to spend time with you, and the time I do spend with you is going to be really special because there won't be much of it, you know. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it and it makes it exciting, it makes it special. And then when you do see each other, it's like, oh yeah, we have a year and a half together, and and and, and then you've got awful, you know, something that should never have happened. Like you know, it, you didn't even comprehend, you didn't even think that that would happen. You know, the, the sadness of losing not just one but both, like one after the other, to the same thing. You've had so much to deal with that you know sometimes you do need a moment to just go and off and, and just have a walk and go, I need to just process what's gone on, you yeah, know, because like, society will say to you, oh, well, you're dealing with grief. This is how you deal with grief. But yeah. that's, we all deal with it differently. We're all individuals. You might, one minute you're like, you'll be sobbing because you've lost both parents and then the other one, you're angry because you've lost both parents or you'll do, you'll be doing something. Your subconscious is a very strong thing that we don't give enough credit to. You'll be doing something, and then suddenly you're like, "Why am I? Why am I doing that? What's what's going on there? You're doing, you know, you, there's all these different things going on because you're an animal, basically. Yeah, you're fundamentally you're an animal. And, yeah, and you don't, yeah, and you don't know. Yeah, I yeah, got my mum's lathe and just learned wood turning <laughs> like the first lockdown, and just see yeah, that was. And you and that's never occurred to you before. You've never yeah. gone. I, I fancy doing that. You just suddenly you're suddenly you're hollowing out eggs and painting faces on them. You know, whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. Yeah. It's because you're dealing with these things and, you know, that's however it's you deal so, with it, how you do it. It's such an interesting time and I'm sure, like, you feel like this as well with this lockdown. It's like nothing has happened, but everything has happened. Like, I feel mm. like I've changed so much as a person. No, definitely. And, like, I feel like we've changed as a couple and it's like, but, like, 
we we weren't actively making things happen in our lives like things it just felt like things kept happening to us while we mm. were told to stay inside um another thing that happened over lockdown is tom was diagnosed with autism oh wow and shortly after his father passed he started doing some research and he was like i think i might have autism i think i'm gonna mm. get tested and like talk about like real talk about being in a couple he told me he might have autism and i just flat out was like you don't have autism like i was <laughs> i was just like you know and it wasn't that like first of all i didn't really know that much about autism but it wasn't like oh i would know if you had autism it was like well, we've moved. We lost both your parents. Like you don't you, get that many you, things. You came out like <laughs> like Tom also like is now open about the fact that he does dragon stuff. This boy's been through a transformation. Wow! And yeah. Like, so he's done all these things, and at the very end of the year, he was like, "I might be autistic," and I was like, "No, you can't be. You've had too many things happen to you." Just like, yeah, yeah. Basically, just hit breaking point and had a total mental breakdown. And then just stripped all the bullshit away and like all mm. the fear away and everything. It was just like, all right, fuck it. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Do you think that was what was holding you back before was the fact that there were these sides to you? Well, the, 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 yeah, the autism was undiagnosed. So things were happening, but you didn't know why. Yeah. And then the, the drag stuff as well, that you were probably, I don't know if you were hiding it or you were, whatever. So, yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, all these before. things. Yeah. And all these I things. Mean, I grew up in mind. the 90s in Cornwall. Which mm. is just racist and homophobic. So, like, oh, for sure, yeah. from like quite a, a young age, and even going through school, it was like, and just even like interactions with, you know, like my dad was liberal for his time, but he was seventy-five when he died. Mm. So you know, right. you sort of always have that kind of like one thing you'd always say is like too tough to care, and that kind of that, you mm. know, and gays are fine. Yeah, but you know, at a distance and stuff. So it's like, yeah, always, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was too scared to come out to both my parents as well. And then even though, like, my mum was like, she wrote for fashion magazines, taught fashion, was an artist, super liberal, like outspoken mm. ally. It's just that kind of lifetime of reinforcement that it's bad. Yeah, like, I couldn't even tell her. Really, we both died, and then I started looking psychology, and then my mind just collapsed. Mm. And then I saw, wow. like, you know, from digging back through it, like realized I was autistic. Um, yeah, got got tested, started piecing myself back together again, mm. and just left, like, because something that autistic people do is called masking. Because like we don't we don't naturally know how to blend into society, so you know, you sort of you mm. kind of observe how behaviors are done, and you kind of create a persona to blend yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I you kind exactly of have a different mean. sort of social set of rules for every different sort of situation you might be in and then it gets to a point where like each one of those rounds a bit of you off more and more and more until you're kind of just a sort of a background character trying not to do anything wrong constantly <coughs> and it's just, you kind of get trapped in that and then yeah. through you know having a total mental breakdown realizing a lot of this which i didn't know before then just sort of coming out with it all and being like okay this is who I am. This is what I've been hiding. I don't want to do it anymore. If you like me still, that's great. If not, I don't care. <laughs> mm, yeah, right. It was and, and, very, yeah. very liberating. Well, and then the diagnosis like, yeah. as well was hugely validating because you're like, oh shit, yeah, it is difficult. Yeah, of course. Like, all yeah. this time you just feel stupid and like inadequate. You're like, no, it's because I, you, 
a, ne- a neurodiverse person living in a world that's made for neurotypical people like it's just yes you're yeah, yeah constantly yeah. speaking a second language yeah so. this is the thing that i keep saying to people and it like i said just now like we're animals fundamentally we're animals yeah. and everybody everyone i speak to they go i just feel like i don't fit in you go well do you know what none of us is, we're not supposed to fit in this, mm. this is a this is a this is a system and a framework that's put into place basically in a minute like it's the capitalist capitalist framework so we're all here to make money for other people we're all about consuming and making money for but we're animals we're supposed to be just wandering around eating and fucking and and <laughs> you know doing whatever we do but we're now now society goes no to be a decent citizen you have to be this you have to have a good credit rating you're a good you're a good decent citizen if you can if you can borrow money off of someone else and, and then you have to pay back a billion quid to pay it back and and that makes you a good citizen but really we're just animals and we you know none of us fit into this realization as well and it's like i've spent at that point like 34 years trying to fit into society and then mm. the realization it's like i don't even fucking like it to be a part of something i don't even like so it's just yeah. yeah but now you feel well this is this is the thing i know what, what i tend to do with say for instance I'll be if if there's if I've got a room. I remember being in a room in my an old house, and instead of just going like picking through the bits I wanted to keep, like furniture and things like that, before I decorated the whole thing, I got rid of everything. And I, I remember taking it all out and I put it out in the garden. And my partner time came home and she went, "What are you doing?" I went, "Oh, I'm just starting again, getting rid of all this." And she went, "No, no, that's a good, that's a good bit, that's a good bit, that's a good bit." But and I'm like, oh, "I just can't be bothered to think about it. I just need to clear it all out and start again." And that's just what's happened with you. You spent so much time building up like hiding stuff, building things up, pretending this, fake, you know, faking that, that it just took that that storm just to like, wipe it all away and give you a completely clean slate and go, okay, this is me. This bit's me. That's me. And that's me. This is me now. So here we are. And, it, and it, it's been very liberating by the sounds of it. Like yeah, said, it's a really yeah. surreal experience as well. Because I hit a period where I just completely lost my sense of self. Like had mm. absolutely no idea, like fundamentally who I was. And that's yeah. a weird place to be. You're sort and, of like, oh yeah. shit! Like once you've stripped it all away, like what's left? And it's sort of mm. like a bit of a discovery period, being like, okay, who am I again? What what do I do and what do I like? It's quite funny actually. You mentioned that. That's that's exactly how I moved house from Bristol to London. Right. Like I, I lived in a place, stored all my stuff in the attic. Some friends moved in, just a, like a student share house, and then went and did a ski season for five months. Came back got all my stuff out of the attic, loaded up my car to drive to London and then just went straight to the dump and threw it all in. <laughs> so I didn't need to... Dumb. It's yeah. like all those things connect you to that, to that part of your life. And you're like, Look, I just want to get rid of it. It's yeah. all, it's, these are all mementos and reminders of that. And now I'm doing this now, yeah. you know, but how did that make you feel Abigail? When, when Tom had his breakdown and, and then, and then he sort of opened up to you about what was really going on with him. How did it make you feel? Um, I mean, it was a bit, it was a lot, it was full on for me (laughs) because it's like, you're trying to be like supportive towards someone, but at the same time, like when Tom was 
like as he said going through his breakdown like he was just sleeping at like the oddest times and like staying up all night and then like i'd get a tap on my shoulder at three in the morning and he'd be like i learned how to count on my fingers in binary and i'm like i don't need to know about this right now like, yeah. like, like, like That's true. so like his breakdown was like very manic and he was very curious and he's very like mm. um but it was, it, you know, it's yeah, one. I feel like periods where it's just catatonic. Yeah, and and I mean, kind of. I I did as much as I could, but there's also like, for me, in like my own process, like sometimes you just need to go through something. Mm. So it's like when Tom kind of went through, like I feel like after your father passed, you kind of went off the rails because it was like boom, boom now this is done and 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 tom just got a little it was like i just I had curious like, it was a wall that was just about holding yeah and then after my dad died i went to the funeral and that was the end of it, it just yeah everything yeah, yeah yeah and you just kind of gotta like let someone go through it like mm. you know what i mean like i i never saw tom exhibit any like it all just looked like grieving to me so I, like i never thought he was gonna like like when he says he had a breakdown, I I was never under the assumption that like he was gonna hurt himself or anything mm. like that, anything. But um, it was just a bit bizarre, and I like quite frankly, like I was tired. Yeah. Like by the time all that stuff started to happen, and then there was there's been some stuff on my side of the family that's gone down during lockdown, which mm. is weird because I haven't been around for it. So like around the Christmas holidays when Tom was having a, like obviously a really emotional time because he lost his family. I was having mm. an emotional time because my family was going through something, but I couldn't physically be there for them. Mm. Yeah, right. And at one part, and at one point it felt like we were both breaking down at the same time. Mm. So it was hard to support each other at times. Yeah. Um, I think we we did the best we could in the circumstance and we are definitely like closer and stronger because of everything we've gone through but like it's not pretty like no you know I mean I know you, I'm sure other people in long term relationships feel this way too but I've never been in a relationship until I met Tom so yeah. this is my like Tom has been as far as like relationship stuff Tom has been my first for everything not about sex stuff don't worry not <laughs> a big old whore but it, <laughs> but I kind of I feel like I'm a pretty normal benchmark yeah you're pretty normal <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but like I like you do like, not that I read a lot of, like, how to be in a healthy relationship, but you see it everywhere. Like, you see mm. people talking about being in a relationship. I I, I like romantic comedy, which, which is a problematic pedestal. Um, <laughs> and and when, you, when you're actually, like, in a relationship and you're working through it, like, sometimes it's not like, oh, babes, don't worry, I'm here for you. We'll use I feel statements. And, like, sometimes you're just both crying. And even though <laughs> yeah. he lost his parents, I'm the one on the floor crying the hardest. So it, I don't know if I'm answering your question, except for, like, 
I, I guess what you asked was how did I how did I deal with it? I I supported Tom the best I could, and I found that really difficult to do. Yeah, you know. But also, I think people like like you're saying like it's your own experience is relative, so it's sort of like you know you kind of beat yourself up over the fact that you were so upset, even though I had more to be upset about. But that's not how it works. Yeah, like we all deal with stuff in different ways. So, you know, I lost both my parents and I was dealing it in my way and I'm not particularly emotional. Like I just get, you know, sort of mm. very internalized and then, you know, weird stuff happens. But like you had your own stuff and were upset about it, but we're upset that you were, you were more upset than me mm. and that was upsetting you. But it's sort of like, it's in, it is important to remember that it's relative, like your experience doesn't equal yeah. my experience and it's mm. like you could be more upset over something else i would then start to get upset that i was upset you know that rolling ball like mm -hmm. t you know tom mentioned earlier how he went through a bit of a breakdown and has kind of put himself back together coming out the other side i still feel like i'm going through that chrysalis moment mm. like yeah. especially like, I don't know how you feel, Rich, but like my entire, I didn't realize how much of my identity was rooted in being a stand-up comic, mm. all of it. Like, yeah. like yeah. And, you know, and, and to not have that outlet anymore has been really tricky. And then to try to figure out like, what I wanna do now, like not that like, I'm, I'm gonna leave stand-up, but like, I can't talk about the same things I was talking about no. in 2019, you know? I can't, yeah. I can't bring, I'm a different human and I don't even know what I'm like on stage anymore. And I used to know that part of me better than I knew any part of me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just, um, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. And I feel like we'll all be evolving through and past this for like we as a collective human in it entity for I'm like more and years more like the more people are talking oh, yeah. everyone's kind of going through like a similar kind of like identity thing and kind of prioritizing and realizing how much people have been caught up in stuff that doesn't necessarily matter yeah. that much like, oh for sure seems to be like yeah. a whole like yeah, yeah, society wide yeah kind of identity yeah. realization I think. yeah absolutely i was caught in that that circle of Gig, do a gig, do a gig, prepare for Edinburgh, do a gig, prepare for Edinburgh, do a gig, do this, do that, did it. And it was all, and then when it all got taken away, within 20 minutes, I've said this before on this podcast, within 20 minutes, it had all gone. 15 yeah. years of work, just gone. And you're like, all right, okay, fuck. And in the beginning, at the beginning of it, I was quite zen, I was quite chill. I'm like, well, this, is, this isn't anyone's fault. It's not like everybody else is gigging still and I'm not. It's just everyone's across the board. Mm. Everyone's lost everything. We all need to quite take a moment. And then the sort of second lockdown, I ended up getting a job with someone else, a mate of mine, for SOS Clothing that sponsor this uh, this uh, podcast. And they're lovely fellas. And I went and did that. And I think I think that's because, like you were just saying, like your identity is all wrapped up in comedy. I got into comedy like I didn't start doing it till I was thirty two, and I'd, I'd done all manner of jobs before that. So I was able to go. All right, if I can't do that, but I need to. Do, I need. I need work. All right, I'm going to go and do, do something else, and then mm. see if something comes back and there were moments where i'm like am i just gonna be doing this forever now is this it am i done but i was able to go and do something else to, until yeah. hopefully comedy started to come back so yeah but to, to, when it's actually when you're that it's your that's your identity that must have been so hard yeah. 
to I mean, I don't know it. how you feel about it now, but with the space, because it is like gig, book, invoice, gig, train, yeah. other train, you know, and yeah. you get so into this like hustle of it. And it's like, I'm improving. I'm writing a show. I'm pro I can play any room. You know how important that is, especially <laughs> to like a club comic, like yeah. I can play any room. I could play the worst room. I can play the best room. I can play any room. I got that. And I worked really hard to like be that kind of comic. And now, like, I want comedy to come back. I want to perform live. But now, uh, sometimes I look at a, I'll get a gig offer in, and I'll be like, mm, I'd rather just stay home and make seven TikTok videos that day. <laughs> like, that would be more creative, re creatively. Well, well, like, because, you know, all creatives, like, the, the reward feedback loop is really important. Yeah. Like, oh, you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You pour yourself into a creative thing. And you need yeah. other people to go well done that was good like that's that's yeah. the point like you're sharing yeah. something quite personal and you want approval and with comedy you have like you know instant approval from like laughter yeah and then for me like you know eventually like we film something release it it goes out and you want to see that people like whatever music video you've shot but, yeah because like, that's yeah. gone you've lost one of your like key motivators for your career which is that reward loop yeah so it's, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you found someone on tiktok which is good yeah, but it's, I think yeah, a few it's, people did that. They they found TikTok. They found like my son is a he's a dancer. and He teaches kids to do street dance, but now he does, he's got a, a YouTube channel, a Twitch channel, whatever it is, and he just does the gaming thing and he's getting money from that. And and you know, like, you know people there were having having like you have like you found this, you found TikTok, and there's a few people who have done that. Yeah, and I think there's I think it doesn't matter. It doesn't. That's the thing. There's, there was always a snobbery before of, you know, oh, why are you doing that? What, yeah. Isn't that a bit beneath you? It's like, no, no, it's just, I want to do it. I'm actually, this is actually a good way for me to be creative. Like you've just said, Tom, this is still a creative out, out, you know, I'm still, I'm still an outlet for my create creativity. It's just different to what I was doing before. You know, it's, it's, it, as long as you can, as long as you're happy with it, as long as you're enjoying it yeah. and you're getting, and you're getting those rewards again, it doesn't matter what you do. Who gives a shit what other people think? Fuck them. I think that's what's come out exactly. of this pandemic. Yeah. That's the, the, the biggest thing yeah. I've taken away from the last couple of years is fuck them. Yeah. Fuck like, them. I, I genuinely don't give a shit what other comedians got. think of me. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's really, it becomes, I mean, that was like the sort of crux of everything. And then, you know, coming out and ditching it was like just trying to live up to other people's expectations of me mm, and you don't really yeah. have any control over what other people think you are so i was like okay well no. i've presented as a straight man my whole life all these people expect me to be a straight man so i have to live up to their expectations mm. and then yeah like you said it's sort of like you get to that point you're like oh fuck it like i don't, I don't have to care yeah what these other people think of me or what their expectations are of me it's not my responsibility no, this is it. There's, 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 yeah, like you say, you can't control how other people think, what they think of you. And you can, all you can do is to be the best version of you that you can be. And I feel, I mean, you know, I'm not perfect. I do have my moments, but I feel I'm the best version now. Coming out of the lockdown, I, you know, I'm decent to everybody. I mean, I, you know, my partner, I've broken up sadly, but, you know, oh, that's just that. what it, that's just, just how it is. It's just a yeah. shame. And it is a shame that we couldn't, we couldn't fix it and make it work because I love her dearly, but. It's just one of those things, but you know, going forward now, I'm like, I, you know, all right, okay. I, even though we've broken up, it still wasn't. I'm still not a, an asshole, you know. It's just that we we didn't we didn't get on anymore. But going forward, I'm still I'm still a good person. I'm doing my best, mm. you know. And so, yeah, it's all you can do. Just do your best and be the best you can be to the people around you. 
in that like in a... whatever happens happens you know but yeah, to, to sit and worry about well, like if you're doing tiktok and worry about oh but other comedians gonna think this fuck them yeah fuck them <laughs> who gives it's a so... shit well, there's like a perverse irony in it all it's like when i mean it's like authenticity something i've been sort of really delving into recently and it's like once you stop caring and stop prioritizing caring what other people think and start living as your most authentic self that you can mm. people just accept you more as well like everything i was scared about happening didn't happen it was the opposite so like people seem to like me better now that i'm not hiding and it's sort of yeah like, since i've taken that attitude of like this is just me whatever mm. people seem more drawn to that than the me that was trying to people please and be the and fit in everywhere so it's it's sort of like you kind of you you get the thing you want once you don't want it anymore yeah, yeah. there's an admiration i imagine there's an admiration for you everybody most people i said this just now i was talking to someone else and i and they were going oh, i just feel like i've got geeks and things because people do me favors or i've, I've, I've managed to get it because i knew this but like, everyone's blagging it everybody yeah. <laughs> no every fuck we're all everyone's wearing masks everybody is blagging it because we don't really know what we're doing. We don't know. We don't fit in. We don't know what we're doing. And so when you meet someone like yourself that's gone, look, this is this is me. This is the true me. All that stuff before wasn't me trying to pretend just to fit in. But now this is me. And m most people will admire that. They'll just go, oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah. That was you know? me, like, thinking even a couple of years ago, I wish I could. I remember, like, one time with Abby, like, a couple of years ago in her old house, I was just saying, like, I was dressed because I've, I've always quite liked fashion mm. and I was wearing something quite feminine. I was just like, I just wish I could wear this outside. Mm. Right. I wish I could be that person that could do that. And now I, it's, it, I do it and it's not a big deal. No, like, this is the thing as well. We're talking about clothing. This comes up a bit on, it's come up quite a few times when, you know, like society says that like, that's a woman's, that's women's clothing. That's, mm. that's men's clothing. But and I've said this before, you can get the same piece of material. You can make a shirt and a blouse. But it's the same thing. It's the yeah. same. So it's what is like, it? That, it's arbitrary. Well, yeah, it's, it's just clothing, I mean, isn't it? You know, his, fashion history is actually quite interesting, which is mm. something my mum knew a lot about, which I kind of wish I followed more. But it's, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's a phrase that came up when I first heard it. I was just like, that sounds silly. But like, it is literally a social construct. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a construct of society. To I mean, there's. Quite a lot of society needs things easily labelled and identifiable yes. in boxes. They need to know that's men's clothes, that's women's clothes. Yeah. But it is completely arbitrary. Like, high heels started off as men's fashion. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back in... Oh, God, Victorian dates. times? No, it was before that. It was okay. way back when they were... It was like a status thing. It's ah. also... Uh, as a woman... Uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm 35 years old. I have lived with the, um, with women's clothes and the pressure of what a woman should look like my mm. entire life. Yeah. And to watch Tom experience women's clothes, like for relatively like the first time now and love them so much is like eye opening. Cause yeah. like men's clothes are Fucking boring. Yeah, so fucking boring. So, dead. so boring. And it's like you've got a choice between jeans and t-shirts. Yeah. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Some t-shirts have patterns. Like all the like the difference is like there's so much more variation and design options and like yeah, you know how you like 
yeah, just the avail like the availability of different styles, mm. but also like the material is softer. Yeah, all mm. women's clothes are softer and more comfortable than men's. Much clothes, more which comfortable. Are, which are all like. And he I'm, discovered leggings and he's like, why don't men wear leg- leggings? I, I haven't awesome. stopped wearing, like I wear leggings, like I wear them to work. I wear like, them like, I wear I'm them a like yoga instructor. I've worn leggings my entire life. And I was just like, I've never really thought about it before. But yeah, they are the best thing yeah. ever. You yeah, know? they stop me getting arrested and they feel amazing. <laughs> yeah. My, there's the, Christopher, Christopher MacArthur Boyd, who's been on before. We When I first met him, I met him in Nottingham when we talked about this on his episode. And we, when I met him, I went, Oh, lovely shirt, man. And he went, It's actually a blouse. And I went, It's really cool. And then we were talking, and I, I had women's jeans on <laughs> like, because they stretch, because they feel amazing. They got like lycra in them. And, and oh, you're like, yeah, men's like, jeans and then, don't yeah, stretch. Stre- and men's jeans don't stretch. They're just these rigid. But like, oh, every men's got to be a real man to wear like- these. Like polo shirts is the most disgusting material. It's mm. horrible. I fucking it's like, hate it. I, oh, but it's this yeah. expectation that like men's clothes have to be tough and like mm. rugged and uncomfortable because if you don't, it's a bit gay. <laughs> Men shall wear burlap sets, <laughs> four piece suits. It is though, and it's, it's crazy. And like, you know, I mean, there's, there is issues with fashion and women's fashion and like expectation mm. stuff, but like, you just have. A lot more choice and yeah. they're way more comfortable. Yeah, but and I took that as one. You can yeah. wear a bum bag. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> this is it. Well, there's one thing with loads of things that my, that my 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 ex partner influenced me massively when it came to clothing. Like there's jackets I've got that are actually women's jackets. There's a I've got a pair of trainers that have got sort of sequins in them that I would never have worn before. I've got gold trainers and. In that, so that's her influence because I kind of went, yeah. Why can't I wear that? That's yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna wear that. There's and literally, it, nothing stopping you from doing nothing it, stopping like, you. Just society pressure. But if you just fuck it all off, then you can do what you want. Wear what you want. Hats, hats that's that great. aren't a baseball cap or a trucker's cap. Like I've got this brilliant hat, and it, and I would never have worn that before. Yeah. And, it, and you see, like I see men at gigs, and I'll turn up, I'll have like a, a like a cravat under the tucked in my jacket. And I'm like, oh mate, I wish I wore that. You go, well, wear it then. Yes. Yeah. Wear it then. Do what you do it. And you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. You know, like, no, just wear it. it. It gives a shit. I think that again, like this, because this what's gone on. Society, human beings are very fragile. We haven't got time to be worrying about what Kev next door thinks with his St George's flags. Yeah, we don't know that like Kev's blagging it anyway. He doesn't even know what he thinks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's only doing what his dad told him. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Kev would love to wear sequins. I bet Kev secretly charges women's on. You know, charges. I bet Kev does. Called Kev, <laughs> Kev seems the type. Doesn't he? Yeah. It, you know, people should be more experimental with what they're doing. Life's too short. Yeah. And too it's fragile. Like, it's just. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm quite quite into the idea of like society cycles, and you kind of you go from like a period of like the '90s where it's just like really fun and experimental. And then we just hit this wasteland of culture for like 20 years where fashion's just been beige and boring yeah. and completely dead. And it feels like that's bubbling up again now. Well, I went into H&M recently. I don't even know why. I hate going in there. <laughs> but I went in there. It was just after Kanye West had announced his clothing line or whatever. And everything was in taupe. Everything was in stone and grey. <laughs> and I'm looking around going, this is bollocks. What are you doing? <laughs> It's so shit. Like, if you wear a red shirt, people go, oh, I can't get away with that. Bit- wear a red shirt. It's yeah. like the world, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, all right, I showing know, off. Like, I mean, obviously, like, the, 
I don't want to be like, anytime you wear what you want, everyone will be nice to you because that is not the case. People no, have of course not. No. been getting in trouble for it. But like, or not like in trouble, but you know, sometimes people can be mean. People have things to say on social media about what you've done. However, yeah, yeah, yeah. people in your own clan, like your own like friend group, I have found whenever I go out on a limb and then like, like I wore a, I wore my prom dress when I hosted Latitude this year. Every Latitude, Brilliant. I just wear whatever I wear camping. This year, I brought a full-on pink ball gown to wear, <laughs> which was ridiculous. And but everyone thought it was so cool. And it's like, you know, like you're like, oh, I'll look so stupid in this like big sequin thing, and like why like. Uh, I'll look like a child. I'll look like this, and everyone's just like, "Oh, you did something different. You made an occasion." Like, yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. clothing has an opportunity to like create something, like create an occasion or make something even more special by the way you dress. And and a lot of times, people will like really respect you for making mm. that choice of like wearing the red shirts or the it's colorful like leggings or whatever it is. Something yeah. I, I learned from my mum. It's just like she always made an effort and like the point of like she's a firm believer that you couldn't be overdressed which i quite like that's cool yeah and like it's kind of it shows respect for the people around you as well through yeah. how you dress so if you if you make an effort to dress it shows that you're kind of it's not just like a personal statement about you know your whatever you're expressing it's also like dressing well and making the effort shows that you respect the people you're around that you would make that effort mm. when yeah, you're around definitely. Them, yeah well, there's that saying isn't it you've, yeah you've gone yeah. That far with it yeah there's that saying isn't there there's that like people people will stare make it worth their while you know? <laughs> yeah it's, it's such a wonderful phrase i follow he's called dandy of new york he's on instagram right and i just you probably you'd know if you saw him he's very he does stand out and he i did and people like there's gerald brenner as well gerald brenner wears like he wears like denim skirts and he's got this big old beard and, and he, but he wear a denim skirt of a shirt and a hat and he looks brilliant i love that it's just just you know kind of like wear what you want follow yeah. a new life rule which is just be the weird you want to see in the world because that's yeah, exactly like wishing other people would do stuff so you could do it so i could do it and it's like yes. oh, fuck it. i'm just i'm gonna be the weirdness I want to see in the world. Because I, don't, I, don't, I hate, I just can't stand this sort of like stagnated normalcy that we're living in. I hate it. So it's like, well, I'm just going to, you know, wear whatever I want, try and shake it up a bit. And it's sort of like, there's people who have inspired me. Yeah. And you kind of want to just like, the more people that do it, the more people will feel safe to do it as well. So it's like yeah, exactly. that environment where people can break away from this sort of stone look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've hit the nail on the head there. Safety, safety. Because people are, people do fear change. They do, they don't like it when you're different because you are tapping into that little voice in them that's like, I wish I was that, but I don't have the courage. I wish I, I don't even like football, but here I am shouting it because all my mates do it, all my dad does it. To be, to, to, yeah, create those, yeah, be that, be a trailblazer. If you can't get through the jungle, then make, you'll make that path. That's what you're doing. What I like though is that like you you look spectacular. You're a spectacular looking human being. You both are. I've worked with Abby many times. Whenever I see you, you, you both look brilliant. I look like a van driver from Kent. <laughs> so I have to, I have to. As much as I want to just wear weird and wonderful things, I do have to kind of temper it a bit. I can't. There's certain. I think but that's something. I don't need to. Like for me, it's like I put 
I, I concentrate quite hard on like working with shapes that work with my body type. Yeah. And like, you know, figuring out a silhouette. So it's like I mean like any any body type can work in so like in if you find the right shape for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's like you just I mean, yeah, there's nice you know. Also, I always think you look really sharp. You're always like Thank you. Like we've done like little gigs that I, I've been like, this isn't worth putting on eyeliner and then I <laughs> and then Rich Wilson walks in in a beautiful waistcoat with a little pocket watch and I'm like, Maybe I should have tried harder. <laughs> it's showbiz, babes, it's showbiz. Yeah. Yeah. I um but, but there's yes. But I do recognise that some people will wear something because it's fashionable, whether it suits them or not. And sometimes you you like you need to just, you don't just wear that. And I know that a lot of men, and I'm, this is a very sweeping statement. A lot of men will go, "I like those trainers. I'm going to buy those trainers, and I'm going to wear those trainers." You go, "Yeah, but they don't go with anything. You're anything else. You say yeah. you're wearing these bright green trainers, and the rest of you is navy blue, and you're like." Just, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm a bit different. I always, I dress from the shoes up. So I'm like, right, right. what will go with those shoes? And, and I'm, they, they, I, I just, I've just always been that way. And that's it. But there are men that don't, they do, I don't know. It's a funny one. They go, don't just wear something because it's fashionable. You know, yeah. wear something well, that suits thing, you. Like, you know, as growing up as a man, you're sort of like that dissuasion from fashion is always reinforced. Like mm. fashions for women and gay people. Yeah. And so men are kind of like, you know, it's fine to be ignorant about it. It's expected. Yeah. And it's yeah. sort of perpetuated yeah. in like fashion but there is, women. Yes, but there is. There's yeah, no exactly. reason for it. <laughs> no, not at all. Just, there's nothing better. Like, yeah. Device. There's nothing better than seeing a very stylish uh, straight dude. You go, oh, mate, yeah. yes, you'd absolutely wear that yellow hat. It's brilliant. You look great with your, with the thing. Oh, there, you've got a pocket watch that matches. You've got a pocket square that matches your hat. Yeah. You've made an effort. And I really, when you do see men that do make an effort, they, we, when you're walking along and you're, you know, when you've made an effort and you see them, you, like you clock what they're wearing and you kind of go, oh, yeah, cool. He's wearing red wings. Oh, yeah. And like, you're like, it's like you found your tribe. You kind of yeah. nod it. You go, like, all right, mate. And they go, all right. <laughs> and then you go about your day. So they're out there. It, it does happen. I just think more men need to be more brave, you know? Yeah. Get out there and, and do more things. Do the, don't, don't listen to everybody else because we're only here for a minute. And then, you know. Yeah. I mean, if that's, that's <laughs> a lesson to be learned from the last year or so, it's, yeah, you just sit. It can be over any time. Like, like yeah. Do you want to sort of face that with just that regret of I wish I tried the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Or be too scared to do it because of what social feedback you might get, or just realize that no one really knows anyway, and they're just looking no for other people to confirm or like you know deny what's right. Yeah. So yeah. Scary. It doesn't really matter what most people think because they're just following a social script anyway. Mm. Exactly. It's all fucked. It's all, <laughs> yeah, so it's why like, not have some fun? Have care. You just yeah, don't exactly. have to care. And you two are in a better place now. Or you're in a place. You're yeah, still, I'd still say figuring we're in it a out. better place now. I mean, I'm feeling mentally the best of my life, despite everything, because it's mm. sort of, you've gone through something, come out the other side as... You know, had to do, I don't know if it's not maturity is the right word, but like a lot of like mental growth and kind of self-realization to the point now where it's like, I know exactly who I am now. Yeah. Like I've mm. been through one of the, you know, one of the worst things you can go through and that's sort of, there's no hiding from how you react to that. So it's like, I know exactly 
how I react in those situations now. I know who I am. I know, you know, I've dug down to the foundations of my mind and pulled it all up, mm. blown all the cobwebs out. So, so now I'm very feeling very just self-realized, I guess. Yeah. Which is really nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And I, I would say I'm still figuring stuff out. I'm definitely in a better place. Like mm. now that we're now that we're in a place where the world's opening back up a little bit, I guess what I'm struggling with now is like kind of asking what I want to give to the world and what I want from the world, if mm. that makes sense. Because like yeah. our careers have changed so much, and and it's you know I. I've been chasing stuff for so many years, especially when it comes to comedy. Like, I want, once I get on this show, yeah. everyone will respect me. Once I'm past it, this club, everyone will respect me and stuff. And I've been chasing things, but I haven't been, I haven't been asking myself what I actually want to say. Why am I saying what I, I'm saying to people, what I, what I'm trying to like get out of this experience other than like approval from people who mm. don't know me, which is, don't get me wrong, a big reason why I do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm still figuring that out. And I think the only way for me to get those answers is by like going back out into the world and engaging with people, which is also tricky because it's something I really want to do right now, but also still have anxiety about mm. like going to latitude i think was actually really helpful for me because you were there too everyone yeah, was tested yeah. to the to the nines to get in so once we were in everything felt a little bit more normal for a while and it was like the first time that i had been around people without having to make sure that their boundaries were respected and my boundaries were respected via like there are the COVID rules and then there's like what you will actually do and not do. Like right yeah. now I'm no longer a hugger. I won't. And, and I have to tell people that now. Mm. And uh, which is fine, uh, uh, which is an adjustment in life. But it's just, I feel like now in order for me to get to the next place that will make me a better person, I need to go experience myself in the world again. Yeah. To know yeah what i'm what i want from it and what i want to give it yeah i think that's a lot of people who think they're like yeah like we said earlier <clears throat> we realized there was a lot of stuff we were doing that was pointless we were yeah. wasting so much energy on pointless things and and now we realize that things everything just vanish overnight you know sadly you know losing your parents the way you did just you know it's like the other day someone i literally had a coffee with them three four weeks ago and then the other day they went, oh, he's, he's gone. And you're like, I just saw him. Gee. I just had coffee. And you're like, yeah. So that could just happen. You know, that like, I could leave, I could come away from this and then that'd be it. You know, it's it's so fragile. This is why we, we have to make the most of it as much as possible. And I know that's really hard and easy for us to say, you know, we're in a bit more of a privileged situ situation than most. Yeah. But I think if you can find a way of doing you know finding what's best for you in, in amongst all this shit in this you know this fragile life that we have then do it you know if it means you know wearing different clothes or, or, or finding a different career path that isn't the one you thought you were going to go down just try and do something you know it, and, it, and it takes effort it takes effort 
doesn't it? It's to, hard. To, to, to it's poison really hard. Go, I'm gonna go. Yeah, it's fucking hard, and it's gonna and it's not gonna work straight away. But you have to keep pushing on, and and you know you'll 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 get there. Hopefully, like you said about your subconscious earlier, when you do something like that, you're kind of restructuring reality in your mind, mm. which is difficult. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get with this. Yes, and like you said, when you like if you have coffee with someone and then suddenly they're dead, that like it shakes your reality. Mm. And then it's sort of yeah. when you suddenly change your whole like mindset towards how you interact with the world then it's yeah there's some so the uh, mental reorganization that needs to happen and that is it's yeah it's really hard like your brain doesn't really want to do it no, <laughs> it will stop i know you. it will fight you it will, yeah absolutely well it's like with, with comedy that the fear that you have when you start doing it you know after after a few years you get to a point you go oh, actually i can do this and that sort of fear is there but it's more you're excited to go and do it, you know. You know, there's uh, so the anxiety and the fear. It sort of feel the, and the and the fun. It sort of feels the same, but yeah, that and your body's your body's fighting that all the time. Going, we shouldn't be doing this. What are we doing? We should be fucking off, you know. And, and so you're constantly fighting that. And so yeah, that fear, trying to make those changes. Going, oh, I don't. I just. I know this. I want to do this, but they're not going to like me if I if I do that. But you just have it's to push, like- push through, don't you? I mean, going through it, it's, I wouldn't, it's the best decision I ever made. Mm. Like it's that, and then you, you kind of come out the other side of it and realize that all that fear and anxiety, well, you know, justified at the time, it just wasn't, it's so overstated. And you sort of, I came out the other side of it all and I was just like, I mean, I, well, I, when I came out, I did lose quite a lot of Instagram followers actually. Oh, really? <laughs> but fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. But then it's sort of like my like my relationships with people have been so much better and I'm so much happier now as I am. And it's sort mm. of like I was terrified of going through it. Like I couldn't just couldn't I was so scared I couldn't do it. Mm. And then I went through it. Like it was slightly forced from, you know, external factors and whatever else. But then you get to the other side and you're like, what was I worrying about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm in such a better place. I'm so much happier. I'm where I wanted to be, but mm. was too scared to do it. But after mm. I went through it, I realized now that there was nothing to worry about in it at all. So it's like spent years and years and years just tied yeah. up in knots over this being able to get to where I am now. And then it was just, a, it was as simple as just putting a Facebook post out. Yeah. Wow. I just did a drag photo that no one had seen before. Cause I'd never told anyone. And then a big long post about like my year and everything. And I was just like, uh, I do drag and I'm by any questions. Yeah. That was wow. it. And it was off in the wild. And then that, like I got, a, you know, quite a, as an unsuspect like I wasn't expecting the outpouring of support that I got and like people just mm. opening up to me as well because it's yeah kind of recognizing that they've gone through a similar journey or something and it's yeah yeah it's just- yeah and I didn't realize until after Tom came out like how it like because like I knew so it was like <laughs> there there's no no big deal he told me first guys um <laughs> But there was this pressure to keep his secret. Mm. And I was even worried about telling you though. And he was yeah, and he was scared. He was scared like, about you're bi as well. So yeah, and I'm buying like, too, so I was like well, like we're either really gay or really straight. I can't quite figure out but Yeah, we're either the gayest straight couple or the straightest <laughs> gay couple. But it like when he before he came out, he'd be really paranoid about people finding out so like 
for instance, one time I took our washing and I put it outside just because mm. the sun was out and dry quicker. And he was nervous that people would see his uh, quote unquote female clothes on the line. And I was like, Tom, no one's no one's going to know that's your underwear like that. They're no. going to think it's... I guess when you've got like such like an internalized fear, mm. it becomes mm. paranoia. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, you sort of like you start worrying that anyone's going to find out, and and like there's, the crazy thing is like our circle of friends are all super liberal. Yeah, like we don't. Yeah. There's just there's there's no one that would be against it. But then you again, it comes back to that fear of upsetting people's expectations of you. Yeah, and like, I feel like I had to uphold what other people thought mm. I was at whatever cost, yeah. and then that becomes you know it becomes quite a vicious feedback loop. But like in order for me to like not out Tom or to to keep his secret of being bi and 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 into drag that wasn't a lot of work for me but I still felt pressure mm. to make sure that he felt comfortable and that no one knew or didn't know anything he didn't want to do them yeah. to know and like I felt that pressure in a very minimal way so I can't imagine what it would be like for you know what it was like for you to just like really try to because you've always got something on your mind constantly mm, yeah so. not let anyone like know taking up mental space yeah mm, yeah of course and this is the thing this shows that we are in a like you've said we are in a, a more privileged position than say like we mentioned imaginary kev who probably would love to enter the world of dragon wear different clothing but he's in a different his his network aren't as liberal as, as ours like yeah i grew up well, in a council estate in cornwall so like my background mm. is like all right so there you go yeah like that, you said I mean, earlier was, yeah. you know, single mum they split up when i was quite young like council estate poor family and like you know it's it's kind of a very working class atmosphere which is very gender normed and mm. like you know at school like gay was an insult that was thrown yeah. around a lot so so you just yeah that's cool and then it's you know coming to london escaping that world and then you know finding my tribe of you know kind of liberal forward-thinking people i am in a position where you know i didn't have to worry about what my parents thought anymore because they both died mm. but uh, yeah i mean my mum would have been fine and my dad would have eventually been fine yeah i always yeah. thought if you came out to your mom she'd immediately be like so i've noticed there's not enough like female looking clothing that fits men so i decided to design a clothing line well, like I, made, always... I did a fashion show when i was 18 and she made me a corset yeah so there oh, were wow. clues like yeah. she might have known she probably did know yeah she probably well, did know is, like, i was t yeah it was it was kind of rough because i spoke to her and i was like i finally got into the mental space where i was like i went down to see her and i was like okay i'm gonna tell her mm. it will be fine she'll get it and then i had to go down then in the next time i went down her partner was just like useless, like quite damaging and just really unhelpful. So I kind of had to go and do a bit of an intervention. Right. Because by this point she was on a lot of morphine and it wasn't looking good. No. So then that kind of took over that. And then I was like, okay. So we went back on the train with her. I was like, the next time I see her, I'm going to tell her. Yeah. And then lockdown happened. Then I got a call from my auntie that she died. So it was like that. Mm. Oh, mate. But I reckon yeah, she knew. She, I think she probably did. Yeah. Come on. I mean, my sister knew. <laughs> I told her and she was like, oh, big surprise. Yeah, exactly. So that, there you go. But you, you built it up in your own head. That yeah. It, and then it takes on a laugh of its giant, own, doesn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> like you've got a like this wall full of like I know hostility that you've got to get past and there's just a door in the middle of it you just walk through yeah yeah and then, and then you're disappointed going oh I thought it was going to be a bigger thing they go no no yeah so wait you know. wait I'm, I'm going to need you all to make quite a big deal I've got some witty comebacks ready for you <laughs> <laughs> this wig took ages to put on and you're just going to sit there and say we know how I dare you you can't pretend that this is normal I need you to make a thing of this <laughs> but I need uh, you to accept it as totally normal at the same time that's a, yeah yeah I want you to be Excited, but not. I wanted, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, guys, this has been fantastic, and I hope you are both in a better place. And you're going to be going forward. You're going to be in an even better place. I think you're both wonderful, and I want to thank you for taking the time to come on and talk to me. No, thank oh, been, thanks it, for I, having I, us. This no, has been, been a great. lot of fun. It's been great, and what will, um, there'll be people that will listen to this. That I guarantee you will have helped them in some way, shape, or form by just talking about your story. So. Really, right, thank so you very I much. I mean, it's important. I think I didn't realize quite how important before, but for just people to talk about stuff, and it's like everyone mm. is going through something that, like, you know, big or small. Again, it's relative. It might be small for someone else, but big for someone. Like, yeah. you can't judge based on what it is exactly you're going through. But it's just being open about being human, and not yeah. just this kind of like, you know, emotionless society kind of being that just deals with whatever's yeah. going on like people you know yeah. my, minds are tricky and difficult like this oh, for sure. a weird yeah. place to be and it's like i think the more people that talk about it just the better it is for everyone so yeah. we can realize we don't have to like kill ourselves trying to conform into society yeah that may not and f- yeah not true a yeah. plug slash uh resource if you want to hear tom and i talk more about sexuality i have a a YouTube channel now called Just Like Mom Made, where I cook Midwestern and Southern style food from my childhood. But there's an episode on there called what? Let me do two in drag. Yeah, so Tom's on two episodes where he's in drag. Uh, the Brilliant. the New Year's Day special. We made pancakes together. Amazing, by the way. And then there's one in June, uh, which was we made a LGBTQ plus celebration cake. We made a really gay cake, and uh, which all cake is gay. Let's be all cakes gay. What are you talking about? Gay. Um, but we do talk more about our um, our coming out stories and uh, being a queer couple in a hetero presenting fashion and you know we talk about that stuff so if anyone wants to hear us talk about it more uh it it would be on my youtube channel just like mom made or you can just watch me have breakdowns as i cook stuff by myself there's a lot of that on that channel <laughs> that's brilliant and that's and that's where we can find you are you on twitter and things like that yeah at abigalaya on on all social media and just like mom made on uh youtube and then tom is uh, yeah, my main presence is Instagram. I've got a mm. cinematography Instagram at Tom Watts DOP, and I've got a drag okay. Instagram which is at Mischief Donovan with two S's in mischief. And he sense. does all his photography in his uh, drag, um, in his drag Insta as well. So just so you know, not only is he styling and doing his own makeup, but he's also doing the lighting and photography. Wow. He's very talented. He now does my makeup. <laughs> Uh, that's not a joke he does like if if i ever show up and you're like that makeup is fabulous tom did it tom did it i'll know i'll know i've been immersed in that world for a few years i'll know thank you so much for joining me this has been lovely thank you it's been great thank you guys thank you 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.